Most guys struggle to quit porn because they aren't building the right habits to replace porn. If you want to learn the simple habit replacement system I've used to help thousands of men quit porn and develop self-mastery, then click the link in the description below and download my free Reboot Regimen guide. Welcome to Universal Man, where we turn your flight into fight so that you can master yourself and conquer your goals. My name is Mark Weppin, and I am here to help you sharpen your masculine edge so that you can cut through the resistance that's holding you back from living on the front lines of your life and being a man that you admire. And today we are back with another episode of the Sexual Self Mastery series. And today's episode, what we're going to be covering is truthful self-talk and how learning how to be honest to, with yourself is really the antidote to addiction. So here's the deal. Porn use and porn addiction, and really, I guess, addictions in general, they are exercises in self-deception. Okay, the way they work is that you lie to yourself or at the very least, don't tell yourself the truth, at least all the truth, as much truth as you can. You know, you're just fibbing to yourself. You're consciously repressing some kind of truth, some kind of reality, some kind of rationality. And in that silly state that you put yourself in, you end up taking, you know, a, a poor action. You know, you end up making a poor decision and, you know, porn use. You know, this is what's going on. But I would say with porn use. The deception goes even deeper because the entire act itself is one of self-deception, you know, because think about it, right? In order for porn to work, you have to create some kind of illusion, some kind of fabrication that you can use to trick your brain, particularly, you know, the, the limbic system and, you know, the parts that control your sexuality into thinking that it's having a real sexual experience. Okay. And so, you know, at, at the core of this is, you know, you're using your hand and trying to trick your penis into thinking it's a vagina to release your, you know, ejaculatory fluid so that, you know, you can reproduce, I don't know, the napkins or whatever the heck you got <laughs> going on to clean yourself up. And like, so that's the beginning of the deception. But, you know, with porn, we take it even further. We allow, it provides such a stimulant that uh, such a stimulus for our imagination that it can create, make that illusion much more powerful. Okay. You know, porn allows you to enter into this fantasy world where you're, you know, supposedly having sex much more easily, mostly because, you know, as a man, you're very visually excited. And it's not to say that women can't use porn, but I would say this is a much more potent sort of uh, experience for men. So it's like when you're using porn, you're not thinking about the truth. You're not thinking about the truth that, all right, you know, this chick, she's getting paid. You know, that there's actually a bunch of camera people in the room right there uh, that like, you know, maybe this woman doesn't even like it. Maybe she's totally faking all of her experience. OK, you know, and even if she's not, you're still not there. OK, you know, even if it's just like, you know realistic amateur, whatever, I don't know, like just you know, people get like into, oh, I want the real stuff, man. Well, none of it's real. You're watching it on a, on a screen. It's not, you're not really having sex. Okay. You know, it, it's fake. <laughs> so, you know, you, you get, but you're tricking yourself into thinking that you are somehow participating in it. It's not, it's just, you know, you're just watching, you're just watching, and then you're playing with yourself. That's all that's really going on. But you don't think about that. You don't, you know, if you want to ruin your masturbation session, uh, one thing that you can do is while you're there hunched over the computer screen, sweatily jerking it, imagine like zooming the camera out and watching yourself in third person as you do that. Okay. It's like all of a sudden it goes from this, Ooh, so sexy, so hot to, Oh my gosh, this is really sad. 
right? Um, you know, I did this exercise with a client before uh, who, you know, he, you know, he, he had a family and, you know, young girls and things like that. And I had him and he had trouble like realizing what he was doing. You know, he had trouble kind of popping this illusion. And so I had him walk through this exercise of visualizing this camera kind of just zooming back, you know, and like seeing himself in third person, how he must look when he's engaging in that activity. And then I told him to imagine, imagine that the top of your house was like cut off and you could see, all right, you zoom the camera out and it's like, oh, your, your two daughters are sleeping over in their bedrooms. You know, your wife is, you know, getting herself ready, ready for bed. And like, then there's you hunched over that computer screen doing your thing. And like the juxtaposition of that stuff, it was so intense that, he, you know, he started to break down. He started to cry. And because he saw the truth, right? He saw a connected form of truth. And he wasn't living in this isolated bubble. And that's what porn does. That's what, you know, this, this activity of masturbating to this fantasy world does is it trains your brain to carve out this little virtual world that's disconnected from everything else. But that's not true. That doesn't actually exist. You're not actually creating this little pocket. It just feels like you are. And it's, it, get, it becomes so reflexive in guys. Like, uh, you know, if, especially if you've been masturbating from a young age, even without porn, you know, just a fantasy and stuff, you'll find yourself slipping into this fantasy world like all the time. You'll like walk by a pretty person and, all, you know, a pretty woman and all of a sudden your brain will start you know, carving out this fantasy world where she's naked and she's into you and, you know, you're asking around, she's like loving it or, or whatever, or you're just having sex or whatever the heck you're doing. It just trains you to break away from reality. And there's no, there's really not much use in that. I would say there's a lot of value in conscious visualization for, you know, when you're trying to actually create certain sorts of outcomes and things like that. But this is something entirely different. This is a complete, I would say, uh, a masturbatory abuse of your imaginative faculty and then porn you know that even takes the imagination out of it porn just makes it so it's just like <laughs> you know it's like you don't even need to try <laughs> it's just it automatically transports you to this fantasy world because of how really i guess powerful images are on your psychology you know when they're sexually charged and so for those of you who have committed to a rebooting process, you know, you know, you committed yourself to quitting porn and you recognize that porn is bad for you. You know, you've truthfully, honestly acknowledged, all right, porn's bad for me. I don't want it in my life. I'm going to kick it out. Okay. If you've done that, well, any relapse or porn usage post that sort of waking up of being like, holy crap, this is not good for me, requires an act of self-deception on your end. Okay. You have to somehow trick yourself. And so I would say that this self-deception happens in, in a couple of different ways. The first and most kind of primary way that this deception occurs is in just the craving itself. All right. So here's how it works. Right? When you feel a craving to watch porn, that's a sensation, right? It's, a, it's kind of like an emotive sort of, you know, feeling in your body. And for a lot of guys, there's not even necessarily much thought associated with it. It's mostly just like this feeling uh, that's kind of beneath the level of consciousness. And so what we got to do here to understand what's going on is we got to delve into that feeling and we got to understand what story is that feeling telling. You know, if we were going to translate that porn craving into words, what would it say? Basically, it says, hey, we should watch porn. It would feel awesome. 
And if we watch it right now, it would be fantastic. It's not a super complex sensation. It's just saying, hey, porn would feel great. Let's do it. Okay. And let's look at that. I would argue that that is actually a deception because it is only showing you part of the truth. Right. And so what, what do I mean by that? Well, the truth is, yeah, porn would feel good in that moment. Your emotion, your feeling, the craving is not lying about that part, but it's omitting everything else. It's omitting all of the other stuff, all of the negative consequences, all of the pain that this thing can cause you. So it's like in that moment, that feeling is telling a half truth. And that half truth, if you listen to it without filling in the rest of the truth, well, what happens? Well, you act on poor information, you make a bad decision. And so many guys, they just kind of unconsciously follow that sensation. They keep following that half truth and like, you know, driving themselves off the cliff and, and relapsing. And it's, it's just not a helpful thing. So you have to understand that your feeling is, is tricking you. It's not telling you the full story because the full story is, you know, all the other crap that goes along with using porn, you know, all the sexual dysfunction that we've talked about, all like, you know, the, the ways in which it limits you and your personal power and discipline. And, you know, yeah, we, we've caught all that stuff. You know, it's bad. <laughs> but, you know, if, as long as you don't uh, fill in the gaps, then that feeling will lie to you. And so that's one layer of the self-deception is just the, the, the feeling of it. Okay, but it goes further than that because if you don't, you know, act on that feeling, well, then what are you confronted with? Well, you're confronted with pain, right? And that pain could be, you know, some kind of emotional pain. It could be the pain of your circumstances. You know, it could just be the the discomfort of being horny or whatever. And so, unconsciously, we know that we know if we don't act on this, then we're going to face discomfort. We're going to face some kind of pain. And so. What we then do is we take the self-deception further and we actually allow our, that, that feeling, that sensation, that craving to hijack our rational faculty. And this is when you start rationalizing, okay? When you, tell, when you give yourself a rationalization, what you're basically doing is you're, you're using your rational faculty to support an emotional agenda that's not based on the full truth. It's based on that half-truth of like, you know, it'll make us feel good in the moment. And so I'm going to justify any way I can, you know, why it's okay for me to feel good in the moment, but hurt myself over the long run. And it usually tends to ignore the hurt yourself over the long run kind of thing. In fact, it, it actually often tries to minimize that. So, you know, a rationalization could be something like everybody does it. You know, there's thousands of dudes, millions of dudes all across the world who watch porn all the time, man. It can't be that bad. <laughs> or, you know, the one is the, oh, just one time won't hurt. It's just one time, you know? Yeah, no, like, like this is totally just one time we're letting ourselves do this. Um, or, or like a, a popular one is, uh, I'll quit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow I'll just, it'll be a fresh day. You know, I'll be able to start, you know, over, you know, maybe we'll just, what we're going to do is we're going to start on the first of the month, make it real clean. Until then, hey, it's all right, because we're totally going to stop then, right? Yeah, so these are the rationalizations that people tell themselves. And sometimes they go rather deep, you know, they, sometimes they're, they can seem, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, like they got something to them. It's like, well, 
all right, but, uh, you know, I don't have a, a significant other. And so, like, you know, I have these needs as a man. I need to get off. And so, like, I'm just taking care of myself, right? That's all I'm doing is I'm just, I'm, you know what? This is actually responsible for me to do this. And so, <laughs> and so like, a lot of times we take these these stories that we tell very seriously and we don't really hold them up to much scrutiny. And, you know, it, it's funny how after the act, these rationalizations, they don't seem so potent anymore when that feeling, that craving is no longer driving them and confronting you with kind of that choice between immediate gratification or, you know, facing the discomfort of a long form transformation. So really, you know, if you want to break free from these self-deceptive sort of rationalizations and, and stuff like that, then you have to become an expert at being honest with yourself. You have to tell yourself the truth and not just that, you know, a little tiny sliver of the truth that we we're talking about. You got to tell yourself the full truth. And this is a skill. This is something that takes practice. You really need to work in order to do this. OK, because your ability to tell yourself the full truth is in many ways dependent upon the strength of your prefrontal cortex. OK, it's like you, you need to build up the power of that part of your brain so that it can speak up when the emotional side of you is is kind of throwing a fit all right and so really this is self-talk all right and self-talk is so so essential i would say it's the number one thing for anyone who's trying to like quit porn or any addiction you know you have to have the capacity to interface with your emotions and lead them toward a rational you know good rather than chasing irrational you know ultimate, you know, kind of short-term destruction sort of thing, or immediate gratification that leads to your destruction, all right? You got to learn how to navigate those waters. And it's, it's literally a process of getting these two parts of your brain into a form of conversation, okay? And so what is it, what do I mean by this? What does this look like? Well, basically you have to uh, poke holes in your own rationalizations. You know, it's like, so, uh, you know, if we're just talking about the sensational sort of rationalization, just that feeling of the craving, you got to look at it and be like, hey, man, I know that would make us feel good right now, but it'll make us feel way worse over long, like the long run. OK, literally have to say that to yourself. You don't need to necessarily say it out loud, though. That might help at first. You have to speak truth into the lies. All right. You have to hold the truth up to the lies, up to the self-deception. And the th thing that's really cool is that, you know, if you actually do this, the self-deception will evaporate. It cannot hold up to it. Like when you acknowledge a truth and you hold it up against something that is untrue, your brain will, you know, win. You know, like the, the rational side will win. The, you know, the truth wins, goodness wins, but only if there's actually a confrontation. And so often we hide that truth from ourselves. So you need to have bravery here. You need to have bravery to speak truth into the, the, the conflict inside of you. So in order to speak this truth, you got to get clear on what your truth is. All right. You have to understand where do you stand on porn? Where is this going to take you in your life? What do you really want to have happen? All right. And I'm not talking about, you know, in a big abstract sense. Should everybody quit porn? Should it be illegal? No, that's that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about for you. Is porn good for you or is it bad for you? Answer yourself that question and be honest about it. And then stop lying about it.
pretty much. You got to stop lying about it. And once you've come up with your solution for you, you got to just hold that truth inside of yourself. And this is where, you know, you can be benefited greatly by engaging in other sorts of activities that help reinforce this truth for you. So, for example, journaling. Journaling is super powerful. You know, write these things down. Write down the truths that you know. Write them down every single day. All right. And then to take it further, start practicing how you will dismantle your common rationalizations. All right. And do that in in your journal. All right. Because it's much easier to remember the truth after you've already kind of acknowledged it rather than trying to come up with it on the spot when you're triggered and your brain is spasming. Okay. So for example, like, you know, say you had, you're suffering from that rationalization of, uh, you know, everybody does it. Okay. It might be hard to come up with a coherent reason why that's not a good reason. Um, when you're in the middle of getting triggered. Okay. So sit down at your journal and write why that's not a good excuse. Well, Maybe because, uh, you know, <laughs> lots of people are stupid and lots of people do self-destructive things. So, like, popularity does not make an activity good, all right? And then you could list all the reasons why you think it's actually bad, right? You know, maybe if, if your uh, rationalization is just one time won't hurt, well, you know, is that true? No, it's not true, because if you're trying to reboot, then every time you use porn, you end up reactivating the neural pathways that you're trying to rewire, right? And it resets your streak, it, it cuts down your momentum, it's likely going to you know, increase the frequency of cravings rather than decrease it. And so, yes, it absolutely hurts you, even if it's just one time in the process of rebooting. And then, you know, if, like, what about the, I'll quit tomorrow, a lot of people get really hung up on this one, I'll quit tomorrow, man. Well, poke some holes in that one. If this rationalization works for you right now, what's going to keep it from working again and again and again and again? If you're the kind of guy who's willing to use that rationalization once, then, you know, what's, you know, why wouldn't you be that guy again tomorrow and the next day and the next day? Ultimately, like that one <laughs> comes down to recognizing that, like, you have to create an identity shift. The truth is that if you want to be someone who's porn free, then you have to be someone who doesn't watch porn ever. You know, they don't just put it off, right? They, they say, no, this is who I am now. Okay. So get clear on what your rationalizations are and poke holes in them and do that outside of the moments you're craving so that in the moments you are craving, you can speak to yourself. And Really, speaking to yourself, it is kind of challenging at first if you've never, if you, if you haven't done a lot of inner work because there, it's like literally there's like two different parts of you, all right? You've got this, what I would call this primal part of you, you know, your emotional part represented by your limbic system, all right? And then you've got what I would call your terminal self, which is your rational, you know, part connected with your prefrontal cortex, you know, executive decision making and then that sort of thing. And so, like, you have these two different voices inside of you. You can almost think of it as like the angel and the devil, but like the, the, it's not really like that. It's not like your emotional side is evil. Okay. It's just that in this state or in this situation related to porn, this emotional side of you is dysfunctional. Okay. It's incorrect. Basically it's, it's not telling a full picture. It's telling actually a damaging half truth. And so that's why you need this rational part key in. And so, you know, this goes beyond just dealing with the immediate 
sensation of quitting porn, a lot of it has to do with dealing with the deeper underlying causes for porn addiction. So for example, say, you know, you, you have a porn craving or whatever, and you know, the emotional side of you saying, Hey, let's, let's watch some porn. I'll make us feel really good. Provide a lot of relief. Your rational side is no, that's, that's not good. It's not good. They're not going to serve us. It's going to hurt us. So we shouldn't do it. And then if you dig back into the emotional side, you know, you're doing a real back and forth here. The emotional side says, oh, but dude, we're so lonely. We're so sad. We want connection. We want intimacy. And it hurts. And I want that hurt to go away. And this is where the rational side has to step up. Okay. You need to learn how to become a leader and a friend to your emotional side. And so someone, if who wasn't like that, say someone who was, you know, if your rational side was irresponsible, it would just be like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give you some porn to shut you up. Okay. It's like neglectful, I would say very neglectful. And instead, what you need to do is you need to be like, all right, man, I hear you. <laughs> I acknowledge your pain and it sucks, but we're going to be making a change in our life and we're going to be pursuing, you know, the, the real relationships and fulfillment that are actually going to make us satisfied. And it's like, I'm here with you. You know, it's like learning how to do self-acceptance and presence and love, but also knowing how to kind of kick yourself in the pants and be like, hey, snap out of it. All right. We're going to do what's really good for us. Not this bullshit stuff that actually drags us down and makes our life ultimately worse. Okay. And sometimes you got to go back and forth a few times to really figure out what's this root cause. Maybe the root cause is just that you're, you're stressed. And so the rational response would be like, all right, we guys got to go for a walk or we got to take a nap or we got to go do something else other than, you know, that, that'll allow us to manage our stress in a healthier way rather than just watch porn. I guess you could say what I'm really talking about here is learning how to be a friend to yourself. And the way that you become a friend to yourself is by first starting the conversation, starting to talk to yourself. And it's a little tricky at first because like your emotional self doesn't necessarily speak in words. And if you haven't gotten much practice in articulating your feelings, then that's going to be difficult at first because feelings, they come up as sensations. And in order to understand your sensations, you have to practice translating them into words. And so it's kind of like your rational mind has to kind of hold up the microphone for your emotional mind because it's only your rational mind that can really kind of form the words in a lot of cases. So it's like it's this joint effort between these two parts of you. And you got to rebuild this connection because once you rebuild this connection between your rational and your emotional part, then they can stop repressing each other and stop fighting each other, right? Because when you are uh, using porn, <laughs> what ends up happening in most cases, especially if you've engaged, started, already started the process of trying to quit and whatever, and you keep relapsing, what's going on is that there is this pendulum swing of repression where your emotional side, you know, it acts up. You know, and then it represses the rational side and it just focuses on getting the feeling that it wants and it doesn't listen to any of the long term, you know, uh, consequences or anything like that. So it squashes down the rational side. Right. And then when you finish and, you know, you, you, you wait back up and then the rational side often then ends up just squashing the emotional side, being like, hey, that was freaking stupid, man. That was dumb. This is not what we're trying to do. Shut up. Let's just get back on track. We're going back to it. And like, you know, then it just replaces the emotional side. And like, neither, they just, the pendulum just swings back and forth. And this is a toxic sort of situation. And if you want to fix this split mind sort of thing inside of yourself, then you have to start building a better relationship with yourself between these two parts. So from the perspective of your rational mind, here's what you got to do to really build that relationship. 
First, you got to understand your emotional self. You got to listen to it. You got to hear what it's saying. Okay. But you also have to lead it and you have to care about it, like really care about it, not just care about how it feels in the short term, care about how it feels over the long, long run. Okay. And so what that means then is there's a balance of compassion and essentially aggression toward the self-deception and the dysfunction. Okay. So it's like your rational mind has to recognize, all right, I got to kill these lies. These lies are absolute evil, but my emotions are not evil. This emotional part of me is not evil. It's just been infected by lies. And so you have to go in and you got to burn out those lies with the truth. And that's what you got to feed yourself. That's your antidote, like taking a spoonful of truth as much as you can. All right. And you can be feeding yourself this truth literally all day. Talk to yourself, talk to yourself, talk to yourself. And also make sure you listen to yourself, because if you're telling yourself a truth that your emotional mind is just like completely resistant to, well, it might be worth looking at. Maybe the way in which you're delivering it is not necessarily useful. Maybe it's too aggressive. You know, sometimes you tell someone the truth, but you're a dick about it. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> but if you tell someone the truth from a place of compassion, that's much more understandable. So it's like, you know, be compassionate toward yourself uh, in the, from the circumstances that you're in. You know, the struggles that you faced, you know, most cases, guys, you, you didn't know what you were getting into with porn. You know, I know I sure didn't. And like there was a period where I beat myself up for it. And it's just like at a certain point, I had to kind of like recognize, hey, <laughs> you're not at fault necessarily for contracting this thing. Yeah, you made the decisions, but you also just didn't know. But now you do. And so what we're going to do is we're going to work to break free from this. So be a supportive friend and leader to your emotional self. But don't be a pushover. All right. Because if you start getting too compassionate, then you start being like, oh, oh, poor guy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you are hurting. Yeah, you are in a lot of pain. Here's your drugs, man. Here's your porn. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, you can't go that way. So you have to, it's kind of like, you know, the, the image I've used before is like, imagine that you've got a little kid. OK, and this little kid is a drug addict uh, because you've, you know, let they stumbled into drugs. OK, somehow there's just a bunch of drugs left out and they got hooked on them. And this part, this little kid is, you know, they're crying and they're craving and they want their drugs. But you are responsible for them. And how are you going to handle that? Are you going to just give them their, their drugs because they're aching and they're withdrawing? And this is not a case where, you know, withdrawal will kill them. It's just painful. Right. So what are you going to do? Well, you got to hold that kid, right? Hold him, hug him, tell him you love him, but don't freaking give him the drugs. Okay. That's what you got to do here. And you got to tell, hold that part back compassionately, be there with it in its pain, in its struggle, and then do everything you can to try and make life better for that emotional part of you. And how do you do that? By living a good life, right? By getting your stuff together, by starting to, you know, develop your self-care, to take care of your responsibilities, pursue things that mean something to you. You know, pursue the relationships that will mean something to you. These are the things that allow you to actually care for that emotional part. And if you didn't, if you didn't know this stuff or you, you weren't up, you know, your upbringing didn't like instill these values in you, that's okay. You know, that's many reasons probably why you leaned on porn to substitute for these good things because you need these good things in order to be emotionally stable and happy. But, you know, if you don't have those things, then yeah, porn's quite an appealing substitute. But it just doesn't work over the long run. So the goal here is to tell yourself the truth. Don't tell yourself lies. Don't fall for self-deceptions and be a compassionate leader to yourself. Take responsibility for that emotional aspect and, you know, just inject it with as much truth and goodness as you can.
And if you can get to the point where you stop telling yourself lies, well, guess what? You're going to be clean. You're going to be clean because the truth is you're better off without porn. And I, I think you know that. It's just you maybe you just need to build the practice of telling yourself that. So, you know, go write in your journal. Write in it every day. Tell yourself the truth every day. And I can guarantee that you will be able to leave this thing behind. Hey, if you found this episode useful and you want to hear more, make sure you like, subscribe, and if you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell button to turn on notifications. But if you really like this content and you would like to join the tribe of Universal Men, then you need to head on over to the Universal Man Patreon page by clicking the link in the description. We call ourselves the Vanguard because we are committed to living on the front lines of life. By joining, you'll gain access to exclusive content, weekly accountability, community chat rooms, and live calls. Also, by joining the Vanguard, you become a part of my inner circle. Therefore, you get my prioritized attention. Most importantly, though, you'll be joining a crew of like-minded guys that can help support and inspire you on your journey of masculine self-mastery. So click the link below and sign up today.